Hi, guys. Stickers. Stickers. You should get a what? lot of stickers. What? How many? Um, a lot. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Halloween decorating because Andrea, as you may know from last episode, is a problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we didn't actually plan that, no. but we're just very coordinated. This is a very scripted podcast. We totally planned it. Yeah, well, Andrea also <laughs> is a problem most times, so I'm used to that sentence. I but, have a problem. Yeah, she, she I is both. I have an addiction to shopping for Halloween decorations. I can't go to the dollar store what? at yeah, all no. anymore, no, ever you're again. Banned. You're banned. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm not <sighs> letting you go there ever again. <laughs> so, here in Alberta, it's bad. Uh, so, since the last time we recorded a week ago... We went from summer to fall to winter. We kind of just went from summer to winter. No, except there was, there was a, a bad day. summer. There was There was one day of fall, yeah. Thursday, I think. <laughs> that was our autumn. It was Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Thursday good. was autumn. Yeah, I saw like a few leaves and it was dry and now it it's none it's of those things. It's snowing and it's very snowy. Full of snow, the floor, ground. The the floor. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm afraid of driving to work this week. Because she might die. And I then, might die. Yeah, and then I'm doing the podcast uh, by myself. Yeah. And it will mainly just be me crying, because yeah. I would actually miss you. You're not allowed to replace me either, so just be yeah. one scared sibling. One crying sibling. <laughs> one cry- yeah. one sad sibling. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be so depressed. None of you are allowed to die, not you, not mom, although mom is taking it off from work. So that's uh your fear, right? It's oh, like- I'm probably not going tomorrow. Okay. I'm probably going to work from home. Okay. But that is my fear because I, I can't do that for like ever. No. They do want you to go to the office. They do eventually want you to attend work. Yes. Uh, that's one of <laughs> life's mysteries. Uh, I'm personally not a fan of that at all. But okay. No. Like. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like my job doesn't require me to be there right now. We're not doing like the stuff that we usually do where I was traveling all the time right now. We're just doing stuff on the computer. Yeah. Just online shit. Yeah. I could just stay home. Yeah. Yeah, which well, I am doing tomorrow. Take your life into your hands, Andrea. I am. Just take it by the reins. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my fear, too. Although, my actual fear is that because it's snowing and it's probably going to be shit for the rest of October and also life, um, yep. the costume is going to be really fucking cold to oh, wear. Oh, my God. Halloween night, we're going to go out in costumes. So I did decide to do a matching one with Andrea instead just because I, I actually already own cat ears. No one, no one say anything. I know it's, I know, I know. You don't need to tell me. But yes, I own cat ears, so I'm just going <laughs> to, like, improv and put on, like, a black skirt and black whatever else and find, like, a little mask at a costume store and we'll be Harley Maybe and Catwoman. Maybe online for your skirt. Yeah, you know what? Go for it. Yeah. Please I don't, do. I honestly don't think I have a poofy black skirt. No, and I do need enough poof so that I don't have to tuck my junk. So, yeah, yeah so there needs to be some some disguising poof. But yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm going to do. And it, so we're going to be absolutely fucking freezing. We are. We're going to freeze. Although, who knows? I mean, I mean, anything could happen before then with the weather. Yeah, and unusually... Andrea found a woman's costume with pants. I did. Isn't that unique? I hate dresses. I know. And all all female costumes, it's like, like we all it's know this. It's always a cute, poofy skirt. Like a short little poofy skirt. And I'm like, ugh, I don't really want to wear a skirt. 
it's always short or or tight or poofy and short. Yeah. yeah, it's always like a skimpy outfit. Like you'll get the male and female versions of costumes, as we all know. There's like uh, a crayon and then a yeah. sexy crayon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and it has okay. to be a dress. Yeah, uh, there are. It's hard to find ones that are pants, so I'm happy. It's still sexy, but it's pants. Yeah, it is still sexy, but I just think it's hilarious that they all are like that. There's, like, maybe five costumes I saw in the women's section that were not like that, that were actual just costumes, but they were, like, $500 and, like, Victorian period Yes, they were, like, gothic (laughs) vampire or something, and it's, like, this big dress that's, like, in a garment bag. Like, they were really big and... They were a lot. But, But yeah, they they would be expensive. They were, like way more expensive they were hundreds of dollars yeah yeah so we today have some special things at least i do i found a really really fucked up case yeah i found an interesting weird one okay good it's weird get to work together on this one yeah so i'm gonna start though you did i did the alligator man because i promised you guys well i promised all you guys and also andrea yeah um that i do that case that i mentioned remember the episode two episodes ago where we covered people who had fed um their victims to animals and i found a guy who didn't really there's one sentence where he may have disposed of them that way Yeah, you didn't follow the rules i did not theme (laughs) no i didn't and this one follows it a little bit better and is also horrifying and i knew of it but i'd forgotten about it until after the episode so now i'm doing it and he's a serial killer yeah he's so a serial then killer. i decided i should do a serial killer so i wow. also have a serial killer that's usually our theme like i could say <laughs> we can argue that that's a theme that we purposefully chose but to be honest it's always it's always kill- it's always like murder serial killers. yeah <laughs> that's not really like outstanding. i don't like serial killers as much as just murderers I mean, I don't like either of them. But I like the stories where it's like... That didn't sound convincing. <laughs> Do you like this? I like the stories where it's like a person who would not is not like just driven to kill all the time mm-hmm. actually kills someone for a reason. Like actually kills a specific person for a reason. Or yeah. like snaps and kills for a reason. Instead of... Just, just someone who's a serial killer and just goes around killing strangers for because he likes killing. Yeah, because that's just kind of his deal. I just find that more interesting. Okay, so okay. I'm about to tell you all about the alligator man. So, Joseph D. Ball. I'm not quite sure what the D stands for, but Dustin. it's there. Dustin. <laughs> Donald. Joseph Diddy Kong Ball. Diddy Kong. Yeah, from Donkey Kong. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That was my reference. All right. You're welcome, Nintendo <laughs> fans. Um, so Joseph D. Ball, who was born January 7th, 1896, was an American serial killer who is sometimes referred to as the Alligator Man, the Butcher of Elmendorf, good name, and the Bluebeard of South Texas. Okay. All of those sound alarming to me, mainly the Texas part. Yeah, but... I like Alligator Man better. Yeah, Butcher of Elmendorf sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he is, uh, he's formally known to have, like, killed at least two women for sure, but is said to have killed as many as 20 women during the 1930s, and his existence was long believed to be, like, apocryphal, but he is a familiar figure in Texas folklore, and there is, like, actual formal documentation about him from that time period. It's just yeah. kind of hard to map people from... The 1930s. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. They didn't have computers, as it turns out. Oh. Yeah, weird, hey? 
Fun right. fact. Um, <laughs> so his great-great-grandfather was John Hart Crenshaw, the notorious illegal slave trader, kidnapper, and illegal slave um, breeder. Perfect. Yeah, in Gallatin County, so Illinois. So he inherited some Bad. naughtiness from some, some naughtiness. badness. He inherited not good. Not goodness. Yeah, so not a great start for Joe. No. Um, so here's what happened with him. After serving on the front lines in Europe during World, uh, World War One, Joe started his career as a bootlegger, providing illegal liquor to whoever could pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. But after the end of Prohibition, he became the owner of a tavern in Elmendorf, Texas, <laughs> called the, uh, the Sociable Inn. That's a good name. Sociable, yes. The tavern was known for, like having pretty waitresses and also a pit of alligators in the back that's normal those two Everybody things go has hand a in pit hand of alligators yeah in the back of their pub yeah to make a pub successful the two things you need are hot girls and alligators exactly we all know this yes but like so customers who would like pay joe for this like they enjoyed the spectacle of watching the alligators get fed and you'll hear about that in a bit um i don't think i would like that you're not gonna like something that comes up later so don't you're not allowed to look ahead because you'll cry okay Uh, and i want to surprise cry you i don't want to surprise cry okay (laughs) (laughs) one scared sibling one surprise crying (laughs) yeah so joe ball apparently and like unsurprisingly had a hard time keeping waitresses on at his tavern right but it was still a popular place yeah they didn't like to work there it's not i'm not surprised it seems dangerous yeah, and Joe, like, wasn't exactly well-liked by, ev- like, everyone, That's right? That's shocking. <laughs> so he probably treated them like shit and was a misogynist. Yeah. And one of his neighbors had, like, complained about the smell coming from the gator pit, and reportedly Joe threatened him with a pistol for that comment. Well. Cool guy. Yeah. Nice. I mean. Yeah, I mean. probably smelly. You're. He's probably feeding them animals and... Yeah, it probably reeks. Yeah. It's like a death pit. It would just smell horrible. Um, Joe had also been known as a hard drinker and like a generally gross man. Yeah. And the tavern <laughs> slash like roadhouse, as it was like referred to in some accounts of this case, was not a particularly fancy joint, as you can all imagine. That's shocking too. Yeah, it was kind of a dive for <laughs> sure. And with regard to how the alligator pit got there, apparently Joe had installed the cement pond himself and stocked it with five fully grown alligators, although some reports say there are, like, six. Well, that's... It's a lot of gators. crossing the line with the sixth. Yeah, five <laughs> is as many gators as you're allowed to have here in Elmendorf. <laughs> it's, on, it's in the law books. But um, according to, like, other reports, he'd actually done this because he'd misunderstood the term uh, corpus delicti. Oh. Believing that a murder conviction without a body would be impossible. Oh. (laughs) So, of course, Joe didn't always feed the alligators the bodies of the women he murdered, the dismembered bodies. Yeah. And yeah, that's what he did. Okay. Often, and for the entertainment of his clientele, he would feed them horse meat and live dogs and cats. Yeah. It gets worse. Live cats? It gets so bad. So here's some info. It gets worse than that? Well, I've got I've got a, a graphic quote. So for people who don't like graphic animal death, tune out for about, I don't know. No. Go ahead a few minutes. I'm yeah. going to leave the room. Andrea's just going to like exit the planet entirely. <laughs> She's in her car right now on her way to, 
on her way to not this planet. Yeah. Yeah, which you can get to by car. So here's some info from, like, it's like a book, I believe, or it's called Joe Ball, The Butcher of Elmendorf by David Lore. And according, and in the book it says this, According to Elton Q. Jr., whose father, a Bexar County deputy, sh- deputy sheriff, had also investigated Joe Ball and wrote about him in a book titled The Wild and Free Dukedom of Bexar. So this is a book like talking a page about turner. Book. Yeah, I know. The Wild and Free Dukedom. So okay. it was common knowledge that every Saturday night, quote, a drunken orgy occurred any wild animal, possum, cat, dog, or any other animal without an owner helped make the show a little better. Get drunk, throw an animal in, and watch the alligators, Ah! wrote Cued. A similar account can also be found within the files at the San Antonio Public Library. So this was a witness thing. Quote, the squalling kitten flopped into the pool, a big alligator lifted its jaws, closed like a vice, and the screaming cat was bitten in half. There's more to come, my pets, Big Joe Ball shouted as the drink-crazed crowd roared in appreciation, and he next tossed a puppy into the bloody pool. Yep. That part's done, Andrea. You can come back to the planet. I don't, I don't like it at all. I also don't like it, even slightly. Oh my god. Reading, like, okay, so I had read about the serial killer when I was, like, I don't know, 12 or something. He came up on a list, like, on a website that I liked reading about serial killers him. on and that was written in there and i remember being traumatized at the time that's how i remembered this i'm traumatized right pit. now yeah <laughs> i know well i mean that and gator pit right like this guy stands out as being particularly horrendous i hate him so it's not exactly a shocker that joe ball also murdered human beings in september of 1937 the relatives of a 22 year old woman named minnie goddard uh reported her as missing she'd been a waitress at his tavern right with a high turnover rate. Yeah, at this mysteriously <laughs> high turnover rate. That's so strange. Why do people keep quitting or just disappearing? And why is it at the one place that has an alligator pit? <laughs> I do wonder. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so he claimed that, like, Joe claimed that she'd simply left to go work, like, another job, right? But another waitress, Julia Turner, was also then reported missing. She also just went to go to work at another job. Joe, of course, stated that she also left to work elsewhere. <laughs> he did say that. Oh. Yeah. But Turner, like, hadn't even taken her clothes with her. That's because her next job was as a stripper. Nude model is what I was going to say. Nude but nude model. That's kind of the same thing. Hey, yeah. artist, pro yeah. tip, go to a strip club and just, like, take your canvas with you. Yeah. What are they going to do? do? Kick you out? Like, if you've got money, you're set. <laughs> Jeez, I just considered that. Hmm. Anyway... Joe also claimed that Turner had gotten into a fight with her roommate, so he had to embellish this story because mm-hmm. he was obviously not doing a good job of that, and that she was anxious to leave, and that he had given her $500 for the trip, which, which I find like unlikely. $500,000. Yeah, it's like a bajillion. <laughs> in the ni- it's really unlikely that he gave her a bajillion dollars in the 1930s yeah. for this. Uh, I highly doubt he was the type. And no. soon, two more women went missing. And one of the missing women had opened a bank account just like a few days earlier, yet vanished without even taking her money with her. Was she also an employee? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious when you're feeding your employees to your alligators. Well, that's the thing. Like, there wasn't a proper citation for him misunderstanding that term, the corpus delicti. Mm-hmm. Oh. But 
uh, it, it makes sense to me because so if he believed there was that, no way of getting convictions without okay. Yeah, he thought like, well, I can get away with anything as long as there's no body, then they can't do anything to me, can they? Wow, which uh, is he's not what that guy. means. <laughs> well, he's kind of. I mean, who comes up with this? I mean. You know what? And he murdered kittens. Most of the people uh, I see who just, like, use brute force to entertain brutes um, are not particularly clever men. So, investigating rangers compiled a list of all of Ball's employees, right? And many of them were found alive, but more than 12 were reported missing. So, and so were two of Joe's wives, apparently. Oh, perfect. So he'd been going through his wives, too. But he's innocent. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Completely scot-free, uh, yeah. this guy, I know. Clean man. So, according to some reports, Joe's handyman, Clifford Wheeler, which is quite the name, was the one who eventually broke down and admitted to helping Joe dispose of the bodies of two of the women he had killed. And Wheeler led the investigators to the remains of Hazel Brown, who was another waitress, uh, yeah, similarly killed, hmm. and Minnie Gotthard. There were a few written sources from the era, which could, like, there are only, a, there are not many written sources from the era which could verify Ball's crimes, but newspaper editor Michael Hall investigated the story in depth in 2002 and wrote on his findings for Texas Monthly, so that's, like, something to check out. Yeah. Yeah. Go take a look. Yeah. I tried to take a brief look <laughs> at that. Like, I tried to read through it, and I was just, yeah. I couldn't locate the right shit so oh, okay. yeah it was believed that he had shot his victims um and then dismembered them and obviously thrown the remains to the alligators that part is pretty much decided yeah yep on september 24th 1938 two sheriffs having like finally gathered enough evidence to convict joe and investigating the murder of yet another young waitress this one hazel brown this time right went to the sociable inn to question joe so Joe stepped behind a counter, put a no-sale sign on the register, pulled a pistol from a drawer beneath the cash register, and shot a hole through his own chest. Though some sources say that he shot himself in the head, and I'm not sure how they could have mixed that up. But That's weird. He yeah. shot himself. It's not yeah. a confusing thing, really. <laughs> Is this a head or a chest, I do wonder? I can't tell. Says 1930s sheriff. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't... It probably got embellished because 1930s newspapers were like that. Yeah. But he killed himself by shooting. Yeah. yeah. And okay. his handyman, uh, the Clifford Wheeler guy, served jail time for a few years because he was an accessory to murder. And the alligators were actually donated to the San Antonio Zoo. At least they weren't destroyed. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't take this out on the alligators. I mean, they were kind of just doing what alligators do. Yeah, they were just eating. I mean, yeah, they don't, they wouldn't they gotta know. gotta eat. Yeah, they wouldn't understand, like, you throw <laughs> no. a live animal in there, of course they're gonna eat it. You, if you walked in there, they, they eat you. They're yeah, alligators. Yeah, they eat anything. Yeah, they're, they're Except gators. Except each other, which is strange. Uh, I have heard of them eating their young and caimans, which are kind of like these, I think they're slightly differently related, um, but they're like smaller alligators. Oh. Yeah, sometimes like alligator alligators will eat caimans. Poor little caimans. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Caimans can be kind of mean, but they're not like they're they're okay. They eat piranhas. That's good. I don't like piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> they pop up a lot. I in have Andrea's standards life. about my piranha quotient for the day. Reptiles. You're like reptiles. I have high piranha is definitely a fish. Yes. So that, that actually too. is an appropriate standard for reptiles. <laughs> is that they not be a fish? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's my other standard. Is that everything with teeth? Should not be a fish. That does terrify me. Sorry, sharks. 
I like yeah. sharks, though. They're cute. They have cute faces. They are sweet. I don't want to be looking. in front of their faces, but they are cute. Yeah, no. Okay, uh, so, so I have turn. a serial killer. Yep. And it's strange. Ooh. So his strange. name is Ahmad Siraji. So yeah. he was born in 1952. He lived in Madan, which is the capital of Indonesia's North Sumatra province. Okay. And he worked as a cattle breeder and dukun, which is a class of shaman reputed to possess supernatural powers. Wow. Yeah. So kind of cool. So yeah. his clientele were often Uh-oh. women. Yeah, it doesn't stay cool. He doesn't stay cool. Yeah. No. So his clientele were often women that were seeking guidance on how to find good fortune or maintain their beauty and stuff like that. That's what I want. And his dead father visited him in a dream in 1986 and commanded him to murder 70 women in black in a black magic ritual basically. What? Yeah. So that's just sort of a general background and overview. Here we go. <laughs> okay. The strange part is later to come because strange this is an average occurrence. Part. The details are coming. So April 24th, 1997, 21-year-old Sri Kamala Dewey asked a 15-year-old rickshaw puller named Andreas. Okay, that's a lot. Andreas. <laughs> named Andreas. Yes. But a like my name within the S. Uh, she asked him to take her to Datuk. Right. Which is Ahmed. So... Uh, she told him to keep it a secret and never asked him to pick her back up. So. Okay. So maybe she's asking him for something a little personal. Yeah. Well, and she never asked for a ride back. So she never left. Yeah. Or at least that's like, I mean, that's his testimony. Okay. So three days later, Dewey's naked and decomposing body was found in a sugarcane field by a man. And then it was later dug up by a group that called the police. Okay. Andreas talked to the police and to uh, Dewey's family and said, like, he had dropped her off at Siraji's house. So the cops went to Siraji's house because, you know. That makes sense, too. Yeah. I'm glad they did. (laughs) So he denied the links between them, but they found Dewey's handbag, dress, and bracelet in his home. So he was arrested. should not have kept those. No. No, you shouldn't. Why did he He keep He needed some alligators. To feed stuff. <laughs> he needed too. some alligator. No. <laughs> uh, he was arrested April 30th, 1997. During the interrogation, he slowly confessed to the murder, but he said he'd also killed up to 42 <gasps> girls in the same way. Oh, no. So an excavation had to be carried out, and they found 42 bodies, oh. like he'd said, and some were too decomposed to identify, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. All these poor women. I know. They never, some of them weren't even identified. That's so sad. Yeah. It's always sad when they can't identify. I know. Families will never find out. Yeah. Uh, so he told the police about the dream that he had in 1986, uh, where his father's ghost directed him to drink the saliva of 70 dead young women so that he could become a mystic healer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. gross. Very gross. Wow. Yeah. I told you it was weird. Why couldn't he have just sent them like a 23andMe tube and just asked for their spit and send them on their way as payment for spells? <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I'll do the spell for you, but you got spit in a tube. The 1997. I yeah. mean, he could just get a tube. It's 23andMe. 1997's 23andMe <laughs> kits. <laughs> they were very advanced. They were. So he thought it would take way too long to encounter 70 dead women singly. Uh, He could have just gone to a graveyard. <laughs> so he decided to take up some initiative. Well, they might not have spit anymore. Yeah. Like they had to be freshly dead. And I'm not sure how he would have come. I mean, that would he's be probably hard. right about it being 
taking a while. To find a bunch of dead bodies yeah, randomly that, that were fresh. still had saliva. Yeah. Um, as a sorcerer slash dukun, women came to him for advice or spells, um, like I said before, for beauty or fortune. But they would also ask him to cast spells on their spouses so that they'd never have an affair and stuff like that. That's fair. And he would take them to the sugarcane field and bury them up to their waist <gasps> oh. alive. Oh, my God. Claiming that it was part of the ritual. Like oh. that he was like part of the spell he was casting to help them. So they of went willingly. Of course. So they wouldn't know that it was, yeah. Yeah. And then he would strangle them until they were dead and drink their saliva. Oh, and then he would strip the clothes from their bodies to accelerate decomposition and bury them back into the ground with their heads pointing towards his house, which is apparently part of it. Okay, you know what? That's a dream that you can just say, that you can just shrug that one off. Just yeah. shrug that one off. Be like, that was a yeah. weird nightmare. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go about my life not doing that. Yeah. Thanks anyway, Dad. Bye. <laughs> That's my thought, too. Maybe right? I won't drink saliva and kill people. Yeah. yeah. So... He said, quote, my father did not specifically advise me to kill people. So I was thinking it would take ages if I have to wait to get 70 women. I was trying to get to it as fast as possible. I took my own initiative to kill. That's not what they mean when encouraging people to take initiative. Yeah, no. When your parents want you to take initiative, this is probably not what they're referring to. No. And don't listen to your dead parents. Yeah. Just in case. Right? Like, you don't know if that's that, right? Like, yeah. you have no proof that that's actually a thing that you should be doing. And <laughs> logic should state that it's not. Yes. So he had three wives, and they were sisters. Mm-hmm. And they were also arrested for helping with the murders and hiding the bodies. Probably thought they'd be next otherwise. Probably. Uh, one wife named Tumini was tried as his accomplice and sentenced to death. But this got reduced to life imprisonment. Mm. But he was sentenced to death by firing squad, and he was executed July 10th, 2008. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Wow. I'm glad he didn't get all 70, but at the yeah, same he, time, They said something like he had 24 left or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that is a really fucking weird one. I know. I have not heard of that one I before. hadn't heard of it either. I wanted something obscure that, like, wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like, like Jack Bundy. the Ripper or something. Yeah. yeah like, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. That's that. We did that. <laughs> How do you guys feel? All cheered up now, I, I suppose. Because that was Stop thinking fun. about drinking saliva. Yeah. I'm still trying not to think about. Cats. Yes. You, you actually did. That is exactly what I was going to say. I'm I not know. even lying. <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking about that too. I'm not happy. <sighs> Ren. Okay. Well. No spit, no animal murder. That's that's today's lesson, children. <laughs> In case that was something you needed to be taught, no now spit you know. And no animal murders. Yeah. No what would you do without us? alligators? Yeah, yeah. Please don't do that. Well, without us, they'd be drinking spit and throwing cats in their alligator pit. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't even like use my alligator pit that much personally. I don't either. Yeah, it's kind of dusty. I'm not even sure if it's like something that you really <laughs> need in a house. No, but it's kind of one of those yeah. like, standard things that comes with the house. Yeah, like kitchen nooks. Like, yeah. do I need this little space? Can I just put the table in the kitchen? No. No. Do I need this alligator pit? I guess. Or should fine. I make like a garden? Yeah. No, I mean, everybody's got an alligator pit. Everyone's got an alligator pit these days. It's been in style since the 1930s. And as we all know, <laughs> those are coming back. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right. Oh, so okay. Uh, we have a Patreon that you should visit because we are upping the tiers. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna change the tiers. Yeah, you get more for Soon. your uh, tier. For $1 tier, you get a special verbal shout-out in your name in the credits. And you also get to tell us a sentence or, like, whatever you want us to say. You can ask each of us to say something, something. humiliating or something, I don't know, inspiring or loving. Anything whatever you want Whatever you want to hear. Yeah. yeah. And so our, it's patreon.com slash siblings. Yeah, and for the $5 tier, you get all that and uh, bonus episodes. Yeah. And, and you'll an have to email sentence. us with the, the sentence. Yep. So you'll have to email siblings at gmail.com. Yep. Send us your own stories of what bothers you about your alligator pit these days. <laughs> I don't know. Like, send us a weird Alligator stories. pit tips. How to keep your alligator pit clean. Yeah. How to keep your gators pleased. <laughs> keep your gator app. 30 ways to... Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a BuzzFeed article. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Email us all your strange and horrific and creepy stories at siblings at gmail.com as well as things you'd like us to say if you join our $1 tier. It'll really yes. help us out. Please do that. So this is the part where we give you a smooch. Mwah. Mm-hmm. Sleep well. <laughs>